today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Think about it. When was the last time God did that for you? Is He going to do that for you again? Do you ever wonder if maybe one of the reasons why God allowed you to go through that situation that was, I mean, utterly impossible? Did you ever wonder if maybe God was kind of readying you and steadying you for a time yet future when He's going to ask you, is there anything too hard for me? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Jeremiah. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Today, you learn from Pastor J.D.'s message to lean into the sovereignty of God. His character is never changing. The Lord is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Know that anything the Lord calls you to, He will equip you with what you need. He is your faithful helper. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Jeremiah chapter 32 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Does Jeremiah need to, does he think he needs to remind God? It's like God's going, oh yeah, I forgot. That's right, I forgot about what I did in Egypt and all of that. No, you'll forgive the silliness with which I'm illustrating this, but it's not that God needs to be reminded of this, it's that Jeremiah needs to be reminded of this. You know, we've, we've heard it said, well, prayer changes things. But I think better said and understood, prayer changes the prayer. And that's what's happening here. Verse 21. You have brought your people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and wonders, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm and with great terror. You have given them this land of which you swore to their fathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they came in and took possession of it, but they have not obeyed your voice or walked in your law. They have done nothing of all that you commanded them to do. Therefore you have caused all this calamity to come upon them. Look, the siege mounds. They have come to the city to take it, and the city has been given into the hand of the Chaldeans who fight against it because of the sword and famine and pestilence. What you have spoken has happened. There, you see it? Look out the window. There they are. Look at the siege. Look at the mounds. Look at the Chaldeans. It's exactly as you said, and it's exactly as you had me prophesy. It came to pass exactly as you spoke it. And you have said to me, O Lord God, buy the field for money and take witnesses. Yet the city has been given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Did you catch that? You see what just happened here? He's going on and on and on. Oh God, there's nothing too hard for you. I mean, if you could get the Israelites out of the land of Egypt to perform all these signs and wonders, I mean, God, you could do anything, but what in the world are you doing having me buy real estate right now? I don't understand. You know what's striking to me and very encouraging to me? is that God gives Jeremiah this uninterrupted prayer time to ask him this white question. 
oh, that really encourages me. And I'm sure it does you too. God is just listening to Jeremiah. He's very gracious. He's very gentle. He's very long-suffering. You know what long-suffering is? It means you suffer long. You're so long-suffering. I mean, here's God just going, oh, Jeremiah, man, if you only knew what I'm going to do, you wouldn't be asking me why. You'd be thanking me for this great investment, by the way. (laughs) You'll see. Just wait. You'll see. Let's talk about Jeremiah, because this is okay, you know. John the Baptist, it's okay, you know. And the many like them, it's okay, you know. What's okay? When you don't understand, you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't see it, and everything within my Human nature wants to walk by sight, not by faith. Walking by sight is the antithesis of faith, because I want to see it. I just don't see this. I, I, don't, I, don't, see, I don't see this at all. I, I, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing it. And it's like God saying, that's okay. I know you don't know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Oh, oh wait, I know Jeremiah slash J.D., I'll take one for the team, use myself as an example. You're more spiritual than I am. See, I want to know why. I don't have to walk by faith then. I mean, I see, oh, no problem. Yeah, God's got this. But what about those times when you're looking at this thing going, no way. (laughs) That's called faith. That's called faith. And without faith it is impossible to please God, which means that when we have faith, God is very pleased. Are you going to trust me or not? I mean, you just got done telling me, is there anything too hard for you, Lord? There's nothing too hard for you, Lord. You didn't even ask me, you just told me. There's nothing too hard for you, Lord. You acknowledge it. There's nothing too hard for you, Lord. Hang on to that, because that's going to come up here now. Verse 26, the Lord's response. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Uh-oh. Ah, don't, don't think of this in a bad way. I mean, God's not being mean here. But notice that he frames it in a question. See, Jeremiah didn't frame it in a question. He just said, there's nothing too hard for you, Lord. Right? And then here's the question back from the Lord. Is there anything too hard for me, Jeremiah? Is there anything too hard for me, J.D.? You can put your name in there if you want. Don't look at me all spiritual like that. Is there? (laughs) Again, I have to confess that the Lord's response to Jeremiah is one that I've been on the receiving end of many times. Here's what's happening here. It's like God is asking if I really believe in what I just prayed. Because I just got done praying, God, there's nothing too hard for you. And He's asking me, do you really believe that? Well, God, this, this situation is impossible. 
I just don't see any way. Because after all, seeing is believing, right? That's the problem. Jesus said, it's believing is seeing. Believe and you will see. But we don't like that. We want to see and then we'll believe. There's no problem there. That's an easy do. I can get there very easily because I see. Oh, I believe now because seeing is believing. And faith says, no, believing is seeing. You believe and then you'll see. And that goes against everything within us. We chafe at that, especially when the situation is so impossible. See, I think it's a control thing. And it's a pride thing, of course, right? Because see, we want to be in control, and we don't like that feeling of being out of control. Well, God's in control. And it's like we're saying, God, I just want to control the situation. Oh, you do, do you? I'm God. Oh, we sing it, we say it. God is in control. Do you really believe that? God, I know you're in control. Do you believe that I'm really in control? Because you're sure not acting like it right now. Do you really believe? Because if you really believe, then you will see what I'm going to do. Yeah, but Lord, this situation is financially impossible. Oh, it's too hard for me then? Oh, this is so bad, even God can't fix it. Wow. Hmm. Oh, wait, it's impossible for you, right? Yeah, it's impossible. Good. In fact, truth be made known, I actually choreographed the steps and orchestrated the circumstances so it would be impossible. Because see, as long as it's still possible for you, it's impossible for me. Because see, if it's still possible for you, then you're going to try to do it in the energy of your own strength. Because you're in control after all. And when you finally come to that place where you throw up your hands, go, God, this is impossible. It's like God saying, it's about time. Watch me now. It's impossible for you, but I'm the God of the impossible because you just said it. There's nothing too hard for me. There's nothing that's impossible for me. Well, verse 28, therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will give this city into the hand of the Chaldeans, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take it. And verse 29, the Chaldeans who fight against this city shall come and set fire to this city and burn it with the houses on whose roofs they have offered incense to Baal and poured out drink offerings to the other gods to provoke me to anger because the children of Israel and the children of Judah have done only evil before me from their youth. For the children of Israel have provoked me only to anger with the work of their hands, says the Lord. Verse 31, for this city has been to me a provocation of my anger and my fury from the day that they built it, even to this day. So I will remove it from before my face, because of all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger. Listen to this. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, their prophets, the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That kind of covers it all. 
And oh, by the way, did you notice the pastors, the leaders, the elders, the all of them? And verse 33, they have turned to me the back and not the face. It's hard in our culture to, to really understand this. This is the ultimate insult. It's like the bottom of the foot, the shoe, the spitting in the face, the turning of the back. They've turned their back on me. Though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not listened to receive instruction. But verse 34, they set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name, to defile it. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor, this is another one of those anthropomorphisms, a, a human attribute to God, nor did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now therefore, verse 36, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning this city of which you say it shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. Behold, thank God for verse 37, I will gather them out of all countries where I have driven them in my anger, in my fury, and in great wrath. I will bring them back to this place. And by the way, there's a lot of I wills again. And I will cause them to dwell safely. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. Then verse 39, I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever for the good of them, and for their children after them. And verse 40, I will make an everlasting covenant with them, that I will not turn away from doing them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts, so that they will not depart from me. Yes, I will rejoice over them to do them good and I will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. Oh, what a loving God. What a loving God. For thus says the Lord, verse 32, Just as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will bring on them all the good that I have promised them. And verse 30, 43, it gets better. Boy, you got to know Jeremiah is loving to hear this. And fields will be bought in this land of which you say it is desolate, without man or beast it has been given into the hand of Chaldeans. Men will buy fields for money, sign deeds, and seal them take witnesses in the land of Benjamin, in the places around Jerusalem, in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the lowland, and in the cities 
of the south, for I will cause their captives to return, says the Lord. You will? Yeah, I will. Well, that's good because I just bought a piece of property for, hang on to that thing. Boy, what I would do to have a piece of property three miles out of Jerusalem today that I only paid 17 shekels for back in the day. I wonder what that would be worth today. God's saying, I will do that. I love ending a chapter in a Bible study this way. This is what we affectionately refer to as an aha moment. I think Jeremiah is having an aha moment. Aha, I get it now. I get it now. I understand now. Okay, Lord, I see why you had me buy this worthless piece of real estate. It's worth nothing now. I see now. I see what you're going to do. Interesting side note. So we're not really sure, nor are we told, of what Jeremiah's age is at this time. But if you do the math, and they're going to be there 70 years before this is fulfilled, it's not likely, obviously, that Jeremiah is going to be around to reap the benefits of this promise of God. But keep in mind that Jeremiah loves these people. Jeremiah has a heart for his people. He has a heart for God. And I'm certain that this brought him great comfort. And it kind of settled it for him. And he closed the file. Okay, Lord, I'm good now. I wasn't quite sure, but I'm good now. Because I know you will. I know you will, the one who said, I will, you will, you will, and he will, and he does, by the way, this is past tense. See, what Jeremiah didn't have the benefit of is the rest of the book, (laughs) which we have, which we take for granted, by the way, because that's exactly what God did. They came back to the land. Can you imagine? Hey, guys, remember... 70 years ago when Anamel came and, you know, Jeremiah's cousin and sold him that, that property, and they, they signed it, they had witnesses, it was sealed, and he gave it to that Baruch guy. Remember him? Yeah. Where is that thing? We know the property was in Anathoth. He was the kinsman redeemer. He bought it and he paid for it. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder what it's worth now. Because see, God has made good on His promise. He has restored us. Now we're back. We've learned our lesson, for sure. And God has done that which He said He would do. And isn't it just like God to grant Jeremiah this grace of knowing this? so his heart would be settled. Because you know his heart was troubled. He's struggling. I mean, my goodness, give him a break. He's in prison, and he's just bought himself some real estate. 
like he needs that. But when God explains to him what he will do, okay, Lord, thank you. I needed that. I needed that. Indeed, Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. If you can do that, you can do anything. If you could do this, and you will do this, and he did do this, is there anything that he can't do? I want to close this way. You might be facing a situation that is so complex and perplexing and upsetting and troubling and even confusing. And I mean, you're, you're, you're even asking the Lord, Lord, I, I know you can bring good out of it. I, I believe you. I, I believe by faith, but I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I believe by faith that you're going to do it, but I just don't know how. I don't know. I want to know how because then I'm back in control. I want to know when you're going to do it. I want to know the way you're going to do it. But man, this is going to be good. I can't wait to see what you will do, because it's going to be good. I mean, this is impossible, but not for you. Because see, you will do this, and you did do this. One last thing. Did I already say one last thing? I didn't say one last thing. I got one last, last thing here. I want you to think about this. The last time you were in a predicament, a pickle, as they say, and God pulled through in His time. He's always at that 11th hour, right at that last. I mean, you know, you're just barely keeping your head above water, and God's like, I'm waiting until you go under and I'm going to do a miracle, and I'm going to have you breathe underwater. That's the greater miracle. Watch me now. Think about it. When was the last time God did that for you? Is He going to do that for you again? Do do you ever wonder if maybe one of the reasons why God allowed you to go through that situation that was, I mean, utterly impossible, Did you ever wonder if maybe God was kind of readying you and steadying you for a time yet future when He's going to ask you, is there anything too hard for me? I mean, that back then, you were thinking, this is it. (laughs) This is how it ends. I ain't making it out of this one. This, This is it. And then I pulled through for you. Completely blew your mind. You're still wondering. Wow, God, how did you do that? Well, I'm God, I can do anything I want. I can do the impossible. Well, you sure did. Well, is is this the one thing now that, well, that wasn't too hard for me. Is this too hard for me? Yeah, but this this one's worse. But is it it too hard for me? No. (laughs) Very sheepishly, no. Do you believe? Do you believe I can do it? Two words, I will. I will. Period. 
You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to this study in the Word of God. As you continue to learn from the book of Jeremiah with Pastor J.D., don't discount the things you're hearing. God may be speaking to you individually today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own, too, to further understand what you've heard in this edition. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly. This only helps you grow in your relationship with God and others. If you don't have a church home, come be a part of ours. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like the one you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to understanding the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Jeremiah together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Or come find us on social media. There are links to our Twitter and Instagram pages on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for listening to this edition of In Spirit and Truth.